What's happening, beautiful people? It's your host with everything culture, Mr. D713 or Drake. We're back with another making to you. But this is one is a little bit special, okay? We're collabing with She Gets It Pod. Yeah, my girl Shan, Pod fam in this thing. And we have the pleasure of interviewing Mando Bando. He's sharing his perspectives with us, his life. You know, the magazine use a little bit of a deep dive into the person and, you know, it's a little intimate looking to them before they come back in a future episode. So make sure to tune in, you know, laugh, give us a feedback, and make sure to follow us anywhere you listen to a podcast on Everything Culture. That's from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and make sure to converse with us from Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, the IG. Appreciate your support. Appreciate you for tuning in. Peace. It's to build self-confidence because you want to look like a woman that some women may be attracted. Be you. But that's all I'm saying. People appreciate you for you. It's hard for some people, though. But... have a be 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 different. That's my big thing. Be unique. <clears throat> it's this. It's, this is what it is. It's a difference between when men scroll through and look at women because we want to look at her, we want to be entertained by her, versus the woman they actually want to be with. Because men who who have actually dealt with women on different levels know that when you want a woman that looks a particular way, that comes with some shit. And if you can't handle that level of shit, that's not the woman you need to be wanting. But, for instance, it was a video of a, one, a guy responding talking about, oh, what do men want? What I mean, I'm, I'm in a hoodie, I'm in baggy clothes. What do you want from me? Bitch, if that, if I, bitch, I already know you at your ugliest right now, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and if you look like this is ugly, I want, you know, you can't only go up from here. You feel what I'm doing? You understand? Right. It's not that we just be knocking down anything. Nah, we we looking at you. This we, you know, we may intend that this what you are all the time. They they may be a little different, but like, do y'all think I wake up shining glory all the time? Yes, I do. But at times <laughs> it's like you know I be kind of crusty like today. So, but it is what it is. Right. But it killed me like when because you you just showing, but you just proving that point. A man would holler at you when he holler at you. I see women. Women shaming other women once again, case in point. Ooh, niggas are fuck everything. That's his baby mama. So are you shaming her? Right. You feel me? So that kind of goes back into that point. What's up, Joseph? How you doing, Tiara? Welcome. Let's play this voice message because we haven't started yet, but somebody left a voice message for us. Yo, what's good, everybody? What's up? Just wanted to say what's up. Checking out what's going on in these stereo streets. Appreciate you. We are waiting for our guest and um it's not it's not one of those guests where you know they they have a ordinary lifestyle a very lifestyle and the reason why I'm being a bit more lenient on them popping in here is because it's different and I don't know she has a very unique schedule Listen, I don't know how it works on that side. So, because we we already have that feedback and that natural, you know, we can flow with the discussion. 
I'm going to just keep this going because I'm going to just wait for him to pop in here. I did send him a text so he knows. How do you have his number, Shane? And he's on his way. I I ain't even going to get into all that because I have no questions. (laughs) Me too. I have questions, but they're not as like flowy as yours. So my questions are, this is this is like the category of my questions. What's up, Tierra? My questions are hey, like Tierra. self-questions that I have for him. Yeah. You know, fun, uh, two fun questions, um, a food questions, and I feel like I'll leave the family questions to you. You know, whatever you just fill in where I miss out. That's okay. You know, I'm going to do the regular makings of you. I'm adding some new stuff. Yeah, it'll be a little bit more detailed to get on our guests, you know, things of that nature. Okay, and while we recording, I am currently looking for other work because I'm at the point where as soon as I clock in, I'm, I want my lunch. <laughs> okay, so I and just whenever, told my homegirl this. Listen, whenever I feel like that, I know like it's time. It's time for a different job. Yeah, you're right. So I told my homegirl this because we never worked together. She, we be me and this homegirl, we've been friends for ten years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked in the same organization together, and she know how I get down. There he go. There he go right there. Go ahead and throw him up in his audience, man. There it is. I'm in here. What's up? What's goody? He's on What's me. Arrest him. We ain't chasing waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, when he get in, he'll get in. That's a fact. Hello, what? super mommy. What is up with these jobs that like to post everything that they want, but they won't give me what they paying? <sighs> That's man. I just I'm posting a job tonight, and I just redid the blurb. And man, I'm like, hey, sorry about that, man. How y'all doing? We good. How are you? Doing good. It was actually doing a little dinner time thing, so that's why I'm a little late. But how y'all doing today? We good, good, brother. How about yourself, man? I'm doing. I'm doing good, man. Well, welcome. Um. We talked before in the uh, show you had, so I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Shan once again from She Gets a Podcast. Um, okay, how you doing, Shan? Uh, the Real Relationship Report, Lama Stereo, and So What Page Me On Bid Podcast. This over here is my pod fam. He's good people. This is Drake from Everything Culture, and I'll allow him to speak. Yes, I am Drake. Uh... Mr. D713 with Everything Culture, the podcast for all cultures, the podcast with a purpose. Our mission statement comes to the words of Dr. Martha King Jr., and that is he believes that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other, and they don't know each other because of segregation. And because of segregation, segregation, we have miscommunication. So we have this podcast built off the pillars of respect, communication, and consistency so we can get to know each other so we can love one another. Oh, my mama. And you can uh, introduce yourself however you like, because this is your space. Hi, well, my name is Mando. I've been on this app for like uh, 
a little over a month. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, yeah, we hear you. Okay, okay, cool. We got you, man, though. So, uh, Drake does um, a great show called The Makings of You on Everything Culture Podcast. And basically, he wants to pick your brain with some questions about you. And I'm going to fill in what I want to know. And you can question us if you'd like also. But it's going to be a good show. And uh, if you want to add two, you can add two. But Drake, let's go. Let's do these. It's, it's on me? It's, it's on, on me? Okay, okay. Bet. Um, so this is the this is a segment of the show called The Makers of You. This is more of a deep dive into who you are. So this will be the makers of Mondo. You feel me? Mondo Bondo. You know, so these are no wrong answers to this. However you respond, that's what we're going with, Okay. Open-ended for the right. most part. You know, if you feel like you want to skip a question, just let me know. If you feel like, um, you know, if the answer is I don't know, but is I don't know. But it's just, it's your show right here. This is just your platform, and I'm just asking questions to guide us along this way. You feel me? So, the first question we have for you right now is, who are you? Um, shoot, my name is Mando Bando. I mean... What do you mean when you say who am I? Hey, have you want to respond to it? That's my thing. Just open ended. Uh, shoot, man, I'm just you know a black man in America, man, trying to make it. I'm in a struggle, man, just like anybody else, man, trying to survive. You know. Okay. Okay. How would you describe your culture? My culture. How would I describe it? Uh, resilient. Uh, I would describe I would describe it as a uh, man. Just uh, what else could I say on my culture? Very creative, trend setting. You know, that's really it, though. Man, you appreciate it. That's a lot. How would you describe yourself? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Shane. No, I was just saying that's a lot. Um, just those two things. So, ain't no that's oh, it. For sure, that's good stuff. For sure, for sure. But that leans in. How would you describe yourself? Um, I would say I'm loyal. Uh, um, let me see. Uh, myself, loyal. Uh, man, driven. Man, and uh. I'm say determined, man. Love that. Love that. Oil driven and determined. Okay. Okay. Where you from? I'm from California. Okay. Okay. Love it. Love it. You know, I'm on the Pacific Northwest right now, but I'm from the third coast. I'm getting okay, a little bit area. All right. How old are you? I'm 30. That's okay. Trey O. Trey O. Yeah. Well, yeah. Things get a little bit more comfortable. You got to start stretching when you start getting 30. You can't just be moving like you used Listen. to. Listen. You don't get, Man, you don't get up the balls like you used to. That body talk. <laughs> and, 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 that's, and that's true. Man, I noticed that playing sports. 
you know, I used to be able to play sports, man, and uh, just be able to just get out there, like, no stretching, go out there and do my thing. I noticed I was pulling shit, pulling muscles, man, just Facts. hurting, you know. And then when I do get an injury, it takes a little longer to heal than, than it would mm. when I was younger, you know. So yeah. I, I got a question on that. So you're 30, but how do you mm. feel? How old do you feel? I feel older than 30. Yeah, I don't feel young. Like I feel older than thirty, just because of probably the things that I've been through. And then, just I tell myself certain things. Uh, I, you know, um, I have to think a certain way in my mind. Mm. You know, I have to put certain things like you know behind me in my mind. You know, I look at myself I'm like mm, that's like childish. So, like my mind is a little older. I probably I feel like that probably too because some of the people that I'm around, I look at like hmm, like some of the things they do is like kind of like like young. Young type of shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why I feel older. Got that wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? Oh, mm, shit. I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Aquarius, man. Oh, what, what? They, they, they like January, February? January. Yeah, I'm, fe- I'm, I'm Yeah, well, I'm February. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Birthday coming up. Happy early, early birthday, brother. Uh, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. Now, once again, these are the same questions we ask all of our guests. So we're going to get a little right. deeper into things now, okay? So yeah, how yeah, would you okay. define how would you define your childhood and upbringing? Um, man, my childhood and upbringing, I, I would define it like I would say, like, man, you know, I was raised by a single mom and all that. So, you know, I, I you know, she did the best she could. Um, it was cool. Like, you know, I wouldn't say, like, I'm not, I wasn't dirt poor or anything. And I wasn't, like, super rich. I was kind of, like, you know, it was cool. It was cool. You know, they did the best. She did the best she can. So I can't really say nothing bad about it, you know. I respect that. So in the household, what was the role of your mother? What all did she do? She was everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was the, the the mom and the dad, so she had to be the provider, and she had to come home and also make dinner, you know, and be a mom, and you know, do all the mom stuff and all that, you know. I feel that. Trust me, I absolutely understand. Uh, you have any siblings? Yeah, I do. All right, how many siblings do you have, and where do you fall in the lineage? Uh, let me see. I got uh, I got four sisters. I'm the second oldest, <laughs> and then I got um, I got a little brother. Hey, okay, okay. Thank you for sharing. Once again, right now, y'all, y'all listening to a collab between Everything Culture and She Gets It Pod. We have the makings of Mondo Bondo going on right now. Y'all make sure to tune in. Send us some messages and comments. Hit us with some taps and likes, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. Okay. So, so far in life, how do you feel about your education? I feel, feel great. I feel great about my education in life. Um, now, no, okay, I'm going to ask you uh, like about that question. When you say education, like, are you telling me like book smarts? I mean, what do you mean, like? So, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it back to you, but I'm, I'm gonna give you a little leeway on this one. 
Because once okay, again, sure. open the question. So however you want to take it. So if All someone right. asked me, the reason why I put this question is, you know, I was sitting back thinking about, man, I've been going through this journey in life, and so much things I've learned in life has been a lot. So yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm re-educating myself right now. So I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I've learned so much as far as school that I don't trust that in that secondary sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as far as life, what I've learned from experience, as far as relationships, and as far as, you know, continuing my education is outside of the American secondary, well, the American from the kindergarten to 12th grade school system mm-hmm. has been amazing. But it's like mm-hmm. I, it's like the reset button happened after I graduated from high school. Okay, so okay, same same with me. My 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 lessons didn't come until I went to jail. Um, I got a whole another outlook on life by being incarcerated. But to answer your question, uh, I feel great about you know as crazy as it may sound that. That helped me a lot, and it gave me insight that a lot of people don't have, like on a different outlook on life. So as far as the education, this gave me a different type of education you don't get in school. So I'm glad you brought up the little K, you know, through a you know high school thing, because I like in school they didn't really, I didn't really, to tell you the truth, I never, I didn't really learn anything in school, man. Mm. Honestly, the only thing I really learned in school, man, I can say is how to read and write and do a little math, but besides that. School didn't teach me nothing, man. And I feel like it's the same way for, like, a lot of kids out here because I don't feel like it's set up to give kids, like, fundamentals they can use in life. I think it's set up to see, like, can you follow rules? Can you follow the masses? Um, or you do a Exactly. Like, can we keep you in line so you can mm-hmm. hold at a job to do things and not think for yourself. So I feel like people do real shit like in life during like their experiences that you can't learn in a classroom. I think that's why if you you learn a trade, it's going to take you much further than learning some book shit depending on what the book shit is. And I... Sorry about that. Receive the phone call. I'll come back to that in a second. But yes. So, continue to our next question. Where do you consider home? Where do I consider home? Yes. Shoot, where my family, like, where I'm at right now is not home. But I, you know, I consider home where I'm comfortable with my family. Where I'm, where I'm comfortable with my, where I'm comfortable with my family. Hold on. Excuse me, y'all. They about to bring me this food. Hold on. All right, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Sorry about that, but uh, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, home is is where I can sit. You know, I'm, I'm I feel home with you know with my family. My you know when I'm around my loved ones and I can lower my guards and 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 be me and be relaxed. You know. You know, I absolutely understand. Absolutely. I got a side question that. Okay. Is there anybody in your life that feels like home to you that's not related? Yes, definitely. Mm. That's good. Definitely. Yeah, those are the people that that those are the, the and now those are the people that 
I use the terminology friends with. Yes. You, you know, when I can just be you with, I don't have any guards up around you really like that. I can really let you into my heart and into my mind and I can share, you know, how I really feel about things. That's like a form of a home to me, you know? Facts. I agree. <clears throat> That's beautiful right there. So coming up in the household, did you have any chores? Yeah, I did, man. You know, I was nigga got empty out the damn trash and doing all this bush, man, cleaning, doing dishes, man. I had to just do the dishes in the in the damn trash, man. And, and then they just had to make sure a nigga room was clean, you know? No, I feel you, trust me. I, I still washing them dishes, man. Got something to knock out when I go downstairs in a second. Man. Okay, sidebar on that. So now, okay. these new males today, the new wave is mm. to record yourself in your apartment or your house, cleaning your house because you have a wing. And I'm, my thing is like, why is it supposed to be some like pussy credit to watch a man take care of his home? You tell like, me that. That's legit. a question for yourself. <laughs> I'm not asking y'all like why do y'all do that, but I'm just saying like how has society become trendy to watching a man take care of the space that he calls his home? I feel like when people when people focus so much on the you should already be doing that as like oh my god mm-hmm. this is amazing you miss out on some real good shit about somebody. Um. To answer your question, in my opinion, you know, in society, we've all been assigned roles and we've all been said, hey, this is not a manly thing to do. That's a woman's thing. She's supposed to clean up and fold and do all that. That's not your job. Right. That's her job. So when we see a nigga cleaning up or excuse me, when we see a man cleaning up, it's out the norm. When we see him vacuuming. And I did this for myself on the other day. I heard it. I heard a dude on the panel, he vacuuming. I said, nigga, is you vacuuming? <laughs> and, and I had to, <laughs> because when I'm, I'm just, I'm, just it's, I'm not used to that, but you know, but, and, and, and that goes on to what you're saying. I think it's just what, what's been portrayed in society. That's really not a man thing to be doing the dishes, all that type of stuff, you know? That's why, but you know what, on, on some real shit, there's a lot of women who might be like, dating a guy or just going by his house and when they see that their house is immaculate they'd be like oh he gotta be gay i feel like there are some mm-hmm. straight there are some straight men out here that just take care of their space exactly but, but because they're not exposed to the straight men that they've been around already actually take care taking care of their things they automatically assume oh he must be this because straight men are not clean or straight men don't do X, Y, and Z. And I, my thing is, like, I have two daughters and I don't want them to grow up and be like, oh, he a man because he always dirty and his nails are dirty. <laughs> and I'm supposed to have good hygiene and I just want them to understand, but, like, there are decent men that take care of their things and themselves. But that's why some women may find that attractive. I don't think it's only with. And once again, hey y'all, what's happening down in the audience? Y'all have any comments about that? Y'all make sure to plug them in, okay? Right. Because one, it's not just bathroom, and it's not just washing dishes. I think women seeing men do any type of chore, 
some may find that attractive. You feel me? Hey, yeah. I could be outside chopping wood. I could be mowing the yard. Mm-hmm. I could be fucking um, putting shit on the roof and all that. Some women see just a man working in general means something. You know, a nigga ain't just laying on his ass. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I think that correlation to that. Now, with me, I like watching this. I, I said before, like my man, and this one, we do the makings of you. That's why I get to know these points of view, how we were brought mm-hmm. up. Because things is about change. You know, we can't continue living that life. Because back in the day, women were not allowed to work like this, you know? Women were not allowed to be directors, to be managers, to be CFOs, CEOs, have their own businesses and shit. So things have to adjust on both sides, and people can accept it, or they can get lost in the, you know, by the wayside. But you work it out with your partner. Because guess what? If I'm here by myself in this house, who will do this shit for me? Exactly. <laughs> and that's a good way to look at it. And, and my man's here, like, the question he's answered already. He was he was raised by a single mother. She and what 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 did you say? what did you say, Mumbo? She did everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. So it kind yeah. of you see a woman that's stepping up and doing everything. Hell, as a man, you know you can do everything too. But when you mm-hmm. but you don't but we have to grow and see how relationships operate and work that we can start doing shit together. And it's hard when you have to de- sometimes it's difficult difficult delegating dude. Yeah. You know what it looks like, and we still go into those gender roles and sometimes in sense because I know what my wife she does not allow to pump gas when I'm around. That's a gender mm-hmm. role I stick with. I take out the trash. You know, but do I wash dishes? Hell, she may pick up something over here that oh my man went at my you know you can't worry about what other people are doing. That's something I also operate on. You you have mm-hmm. a single man a single woman telling you how to live your um relationship. Shut your ass up. But that's me though. That's me though. So I just sit back on my mind. I love to know what other people are doing. But as far as coming to what do women, why do women find it attractive? I think it's anything. Hell, I find it attractive. Dudes find it attractive when women, um, I find it attracting women work out. When they be in the gym hitting squats and like, look look at you, bitch. Like, but that's me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's me. Like make, make me want to wrestle. But okay, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to these questions, baby. Let's get back to these questions. Okay. <laughs> How were you disciplined growing up? Like, if you didn't do your chores and shit, what would happen if you didn't do it? Mm-hmm. I, I get the standard old ass whooping. Of, uh, I feel like a lot of black kids got you get you know you know you got belts depending on the, the severity of what I did. But um, okay. for the most part, you know the. Uh, simple old, you know, ass whooping. Racetrack, switch, belt. Tennis belt, yeah, a belt, a belt. It's yeah, whatever was at the, yeah, belt and all type of shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What were and what are your beliefs? Hmm. What are my beliefs? Well, <clears throat> wow, my grandma was a Jehovah's Witness. So <clears throat> oh, come on. My mama was a Jehovah's Witness, but she told me married. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I grew up like that. And as I got older, I started reading the Bible for myself. And uh I believe uh I believe uh, what they teach. One second man, one second. No problem, no problem. Um, I'm about to just ask a question while you do 
Do you believe that? Oh, sorry about that. Do you believe the Jehovah Witness way of thinking and teaching, or do you just believe what's said in the Bible? I believe what's said in the Bible, and uh, I believe they're teaching. And now, do I live by it? No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, certain things I live by, but of course, you know, certain things I don't. I'm the same way. My mm-hmm. uh, my dad was went to a Catholic church, and my mom the Pentecostal church. And then mm-hmm. when I was eight, and I live with my mom primarily, she she just woke up one day and she was like, "We not celebrating birthdays. We not celebrating Christmas no more. I'm a Jehovah's Witness." And mm-hmm. so for, for a kid at eight, that's like a shock. So. Mm-hmm. I just got to the point where by the time I was 15, I'm just like, I don't fully 100% believe in the religion you follow. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not coming with you to your service or your meetings. That's what they call it, meetings. Mm-hmm. At the Kingdom Hall. Mm-hmm. My, yeah, my mom, my mom allowed me to make that decision at 15. And mm. from 15 and 13 years later, I didn't set my, I didn't set my foot in the church. Because my thing yeah. is like I don't I don't ever want to do anything half ass and half way. Mm-hmm. So if I don't fully believe in something or understand it completely, I don't want to stand in front of no congregation and be like, "This is the truth." If I don't feel like it's the truth, if I don't connect with it, I can't stand in it. So um, fast forward now that I have two kids, I don't I don't raise them on we are this. This is our religion. But I do talk to them about a creator, a God, an entity, God being within them, uh, morality, values, a standard, um, praying for people who don't have, and also praying for the fact that you have. And Mm -hmm. we have like, we have like adult discussions about who am I praying to? Why, why we can't see them? What does that mean? And all that, because that's going to allow your kids to think for themselves later on. And um, I don't know how you grew up with your mom, but my mom was never one of those parents that be like, don't question me. You can't, don't ask me nothing. Or she always welcomed questions. And I, I pride myself on always welcoming my kids to question me at a particular time. Like, you're not going to question me about why I told you to do something right now. But later on, we could have the question on, the questions and the discussion on why I said what I said. And I think that mm-hmm. is kids to have a higher critical thinking of what they do and why they do it. Uh, well, for me, my grandma was so aggressive. Hmm. She was like a Jehovah's Witness. If they had a gang, if it was a gang, she would be like the leader. <laughs> she would. She didn't play that, you know. I'm talking about your whole family up in the Kingdom Hall. We up in the meeting. My grandpa, he don't believe in it, you know. She went so hard at being a Jehovah's Witness, you know, that it split up her marriage. It split up my grandpa and my grandma because, you know, of course, their beliefs changed. You know, when they got married, there wasn't Jehovah's Witnesses. She found, you know, she ended up converting to a Jehovah's Witness later on, but. Of course, some of the things they used to do, they don't do anymore. She's like, you know, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. He's like, well, wait a second. I didn't marry this woman. You know, we used to do this together, do that together. So that ultimately split them up because she took it that serious, you know. 
I mean, she was like one of those ones where, you know, we all get together and like, hey, well, it's movie night. Let's watch a movie. And she reading the back of the DVD. You know, hold on now. I think it might be demonic. Like, oh, man, come on, man. Let's just, you know, so it's just she was she was really serious like that. And I've never had a Christmas. I've never had no birthday. So it's all been normal to me. Mm, yeah. See, okay. Okay. We we getting more into it, man. We getting more into it. See, mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna get I ain't even gonna get on me right now because this is the making of you, baby. You know this, but man, I appreciate this sharing. And once again, <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we we got some comments down there. Y'all keep them coming in. Keep tagging strings. Yeah. Hey, to- I hope y'all enjoying it. I know y'all. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. You know what? This is a good time to hit these comments. See what they got for us. All right. We got shit talk, and we got infinity and. Beyond. How y'all doing? What's up? My name is Shit Talk. This is my first day on the app. What's up? How you doing? How you guys? Um, let me know how how this stuff works. It's good to meet you. Nice to meet you verbally. So, uh, this is Stereo. Um, I've been on this app since uh 2000 November or October, and um, it's basically an app where you could talk to people basically worldwide and uh, you could save the show if you're in the show everybody can save the show and you can use the mp3 anywhere you want um i have a podcast outside of stereo uh drake has a podcast everything culture outside of stereo and our guest here is on stereo for like a month so he's also new to this but um it's a good app it's a good app to meet people have different discussions and uh, make your own room and your own discussions if you like. And you just did your first message, I guess, for the show. So we appreciate you coming through. All right, we got Infinity and Beyond. Good morning, panel. Uh, everything, sorry, everything. Yeah. Chan is my name and Mr. Mando Bando. I hear you, Miss Chan. Actually, this is a true story of one of my friends who is a male. Uh, His skin was really getting damaged by too much exposure to the sun because he moved to a country where the sun is, uh, well, let's just say I think he moved to the Middle East, particularly Mm. Dubai. So he was getting too much exposure to the sun and his uh, face was getting damaged. Like he was literally getting lots of melanoma, uh, which is like... uh, First, you get uh, little uh, spots on your face, and it grows, like the the circumference of that spot grows. And I told him to wear sunscreen. He told me, quote unquote, he won't. <laughs> you know what's so, so crazy? My mom, she uh, was born and raised in Jamaica, and out of all of her siblings, she's one of thirteen. She's the only one whose skin is allergic to sun. So um, she can't really be in direct sunlight like that. So she grew up always like being under a tree or being in the shade or going out certain times of the day. And even now, you know, she's 60, 68 years old and she still can't be in a lot of sun. But because of her health, her doctor says like her body is better in warmer weather. So she's the same way. So, yeah, that sun is crazy. And black people brown people we all need to be no we don't no we don't i know yes. we, no we don't no yes, we don't we i do. know not a day in my life not a you day know, in my okay. life 
not everybody, but some people have have skin where you cannot be in sun like that. Like, okay, and this is why I think this way, because I went summers life without ever having to do sunscreen. And I went to Florida, I want to say in 2011, and I was on the beach. And as soon as I got home, my skin was fucking burning. That shit was like on fucking fire. And I'm just like, dog, what the hell? And that was the first time my body, that was the first time my body experienced like true sunburn. Hey, I need sun in my life. I made a video on my TikTok saying how my, I'm in the north, I'm in Wichita, I'm in the north where the sun is down, it's dry and all that. Yeah. Like, you know, and my skin was breaking out left and right because I wouldn't have enough moisture and I wasn't getting enough sun. I'm the opposite, but, when, but I'm from Texas. Like right. when I'm when the sun beaming and I'm outside, a nigga be glowing. Do you feel me? But I digress. Excuse <laughs> my neighbors; they ignorant. Huh. <laughs> I'm in my podcast room and it's closer to their house. But um, yeah, I mean, I love the sun. I like sleeping in the sun, but that skin shit is serious. Sorry, I think that was just a half message. Uh, yeah, so he told me, quote unquote, he will he he will not wear sunscreen because anything he puts on his face is considered feminine. Like sunscreen to him was considered cosmetic that women would wear. So oh, see, oh, wow. the thing is, he's just been brainwashed into thinking that anything he puts on his face is uh, considered makeup and feminine. See? <laughs> But even if he did, wow. it's something that is to protect himself, right? Why are some men uh, thinking, like taking care of yourself, taking care of yourself, skin, skin health is considered borderline gay? Because some men... I'm about to do a, I'm about to do a face routine, shave, beard trim, moisturizer, yeah. and I got the little machine that be spinning around. I'm doing all that when we're done with this episode. Just want to let y'all know that right now. Some, some men never been around like a man who feels like that's acceptable or you know that's the way and i tell i I tell a whole thing you can tell when a man well at least that's how i do it i can tell when a man needs a woman in their life by how ashy their hands are Mm. and listen and i feel like sometimes it don't work for all men but for certain men it works because a woman's going to notice things about a man that a man won't notice about himself, vice versa. A man is going to notice some things about a woman that she won't notice about herself or appreciate about herself. A lot of men appreciate certain areas about a woman where she'd be like very insecure about. And they like the fact that it looks like that. They like the fact that it's fat right here and not right there. You know that, like, you know, that side, listen, the side in your booty, you appreciate listen. that. You know what I'm saying? Make the yams touch something else. But it's 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 just how women and men are, and I just just feel like that's why we need each other. That's it's why a it, cultural thing. No, no it, men it, against it comes down to, against men stuff. It comes down to culture and how you was raised and brought up, and that's why we do the making with you. So I agree. So, so question number sixteen. You're a little bit halfway into this thing. Give me three words that describe your community. Diverse. Um, 
my community. Gentrification? Can I use that? Mm. Yes. Yes, you can. Um, and uh, uh, let me see. I need one more word. I want my community uh, diverse, gentrification, and uh, I'm gonna say loving though too though. I can say it's another community though. Love it, love it, love it. All right. If you could recommend a book, a movie, and a television series, one of each, what would you recommend? Um, this is going to sound kind of corny, they say. But for my movie, I got to go with Pursuit of Happiness. That's my movie. And and, and, and the, the, the reason I'm going with that movie is because it's a, it had a big message behind it. Um, you know what I mean? The, you know, I, I, I was watching it. And I was in jail. And, and a lot of people had a lot of comments. I mean, I couldn't li- live like that. I would have been robbed somebody. And I would have been a, that would have been a whole lot of people that would have did that. But that man in the movie understood that his son was all he had. So going out like that, if you go to jail or something, then what? So I just I just I think that movie displayed a lot of strength for that man. And 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 uh, I just I don't know. I like the message to that movie. That just was a good movie for me. Every time that's I like one of my own time prison. Huh? I love that movie. Every time I watch that movie, I cry. And even though I know exactly what's about to happen, I'm just like, I know what that feels like to go hard and not see nothing working, and then one day, yeah. fucking sick. But yeah. And, yeah. and that's why I liked it. It gave you an inside look on really, really, every everybody's work life. You work so hard, you ain't really getting nothing from your job. You know what I'm saying? But then on top of that, you gotta take care of a kid. So it's just I just know I just like I think it was just a real life movie with a real life message and I like it. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, you got your movie. Give me a book and a television series. Mm. I wonder what book he gonna pick. Patient for it, be patient. I'm right here. I'm listening. Sorry about that, y'all. Oh, oh, oh. What's your book? Give me your book and your television series. All right, my book. Whew. Um, my book and my television series. All right, my book was this book I read. It's another one. It's kind of sounded kind of weird, but it was good. It was a book written by Tyrese the singer. It was called. How to get out your own way. Mm. And he was talking about basically his struggles and how he was his own enemy. Like he was his own problem. And you know, he was in his own way a lot of times and stuff like that. So he shared a lot of a lot of uh information about himself and, and his struggles and stuff like that. And I got a chance to read it. And it was just a good book. And he was showing, he was actually telling us how we can related to our life and how we can get out our own way in our life. So I just, I like, that was a good book for me. It's not a, my favorite book, but that's, it's, it's, you know, it's up there. I like it. Hey, this, your, hey, this your show. This is the making for you, baby. So <laughs> yeah. That's the answer we're going with. 
right, yep. now give us a television series. My television series is Fresh Prince. Dang, I'm gonna sit bro. there and, and laugh all day long. And uh, I'm gonna say another thing. I'm the person that when I pick something that's gotta have a message or some type of substance behind it, I look deeper than what they show on TV. That was like the first TV show for me, besides the Cosby's, that depicted black people that were wealthy. Hmm. You know, and uh, and and yeah, and and we don't really see that. And I took a college course about sociology, and you know, if we see more of that, maybe that would be cool, you know. But we don't see that, you know. Every time we see a black show, it was some some craziness to it, you know what I'm saying? But that was like the first black show that showed us in a good position, you know. Besides the, the Cosby, so crazy because a lot of people I catch shows from time to time where they talk about how you don't see any like good family structures on TV. I mean, now we have mm-hmm. blackish, but that's more comedy than anything. But as far as like, we have Family Matters, which was like middle class. We had the Cosbys. We have Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, I don't know of no other like healthy uh, family oriented shows where it's like brown people, melanated people actually mm-hmm. like positive stuff coming out like now you'll see like reality tv of people's rich kids acting a whole ass or yeah you know if it's a series about you know brown people being wealthy and being able to provide it comes with you know kids doing drugs or hiding shit from their parents or it's always like some negativity attached to it and i'm just like why is there no us without the drama? Well, I'm going to toss this in. So if we go all the way back, the first um, sitcom that actually depicted black people wealthy was the Jeffersons. That was the mm. Mm. Um, Thank you. That so was I, it. You're right. So I, and I did something about it. I need to talk about it again for this um, Black History Month, I would say, coming up. But So we backed over to Jefferson. So we had the Fresh Prince. We had the Cosby Show. We had um, it was something that's a black. Two two seven wasn't wealthy, but there was a positive outlook on the sitcom as well. Um, we had um, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. They might that was a little middle. They were, they were well off, I would say. They had in the house. But, uh, that was, well, well, okay, so so wait, when you not to cut you off, but but when you say like shows like you know Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I remember that show. It was a good show, but it, it lacked substance for me. It was more of a comedy angle. And I feel like like with shows like Fresh Prince and stuff, some of their episodes, they have classic episodes with messages behind them. I don't know if you remember, you know, they got it on one of their oh, episodes oh, with classic yeah. when, when, you know, when Will was crying about his dad, you know, and being in town, not wanting to be with when him. Will like, these are real shot, issues. When Will yeah. got shot, when Will uh, and when Carlton was doing drugs, was doing speed. Oh, yeah. baby, mm-hmm. I know, uh, brother, I know about all that, man. So the, yeah. Is, we have them out there. And, and to go to Shan's question, why don't we have them anymore? Because, one, many of us don't want to look at that anymore. Unfortunately, mm. some people still complain about Blackish. Blackish is a good fucking show. Right. And this is the, you know, this is the series finale. This is the last season. And mm-hmm. what we're going to have after that, uh, we have Queen Sugar, which is depressing as shit. 
but mm-hmm. it, it shows black people in wealth. We have we have um, some doctor shows. We have um, with with the spinoff of oh my god with dear white people. That's off now, and I'm I didn't like mm-hmm. that. That was kind of melodramatic. What about me. that one? But, how they look at us? Is that a show? How they look at us? Oh, one the one with um. Is that a show? Is is that the one with um, Colin Kaepernick? Or when they look at us or something? No, it's not with Colin Kaepernick. It's like when they look at us, you don't, you don't, you don't, understand, you don't remember that. But or you guys aren't familiar with that? I believe so. Yeah, it's when they look at us. I'm thinking I'm, I might be saying it wrong though. When they see us. When they see us. When they see us. When they see. Excuse me. When they see us. Yeah. Oh, was that a? I, that was, I think that yeah, that was that was just about the Central Park Five. That's a, that that wasn't a full series. That was like a one-time thing. That was like a few. It was one season. That's not gonna come up anything after that, to my knowledge. That was telling a story. Mm. But as far as depicting a story that uh, have positive influences for Black people that going through that experience and being the wealthy side, uh, that's hard to come across, you know. And I, I support it. I would love to see more of it. Um, and oh, we did have Rock. We had Thea, even though Thea wasn't on that long. But Rock was one of my favorite shows, and that had messages all throughout that motherfucker, like mm-hmm. all throughout. But it was a it was a lower middle class show though. But if we add in all those different perspectives as far as being um middle upper middle class or wealthy, <clears throat> the Cosby Show and Blackish is one of the very few you have. And I'm just waiting for they bring that shit back up on Anthony Anderson so everybody can throw away that on um, Blackish too. So that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hey, that's the conversation we yeah. have. So man, I, I, I think I think uh, just you know back then for me, a lot of things pull more at the heartstrings, and now. Nowadays, it's not like that. It's not no emotions when I watch some of this stuff. It's like, hmm, that's cool and all that, but it's not really moving me like that. You know, that's just with TV shows and music. Everything's nothing's really the same. You know, I think that too, the originality's been taken. You got people doing remakes and stuff. It's like they don't even want to try to come with nothing. They just, you know, let's go ahead and bring Fresh Prince back again. We'll just, we'll just do something else again like that. I'm glad they took that off already. They were trying to make Fresh mm-hmm. Prince into a whole drama. How do y'all feel about mm-hmm. how do y'all feel about the Wonder Years being a black family? The what? Like remake it for a yeah, black they, they, they remade the Wonder Years, um, and now it's like a black family. I think in like the sixties. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched um, it. But it looks. I don't know. It looks interesting. I would check it out because basically that's every <laughs> everybody hates Chris. That's basically the one to use from a black perspective. I like that show though. Yeah, everybody hates mm. Chris. It was a good ass show. It was. Now it was like, and I don't think it had much impact on us because that wasn't our. If we was like young, if we were kids watching Everybody Hate Chris, we would love that shit. That was that was like really that was a long standing show. Had a mother, a father in the picture. Had siblings that had. Um, diversity and inclusion in it as well. It had it talked about racism. It talked about poverty. They talked about getting your heart broken. They talked about bullying. They talked about drugs. Don't, don't get me started. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go to the next. Story. This next question. This next question. All right. If you 
could call three people to have a conversation with, whether you know them or not, who would those three people be? If if I can get a conversation with three people? Yeah, any three people. You can have a conversation with them. That's a really alive, good. No matter what. That's a really, three people that's a really good question. Three people. Uh, hmm. Dead or alive that I want to would like to converse with. Um wow, okay. Uh I I would like I would love to talk to uh, I would love to talk to uh, I love to talk to Tukey Williams, man. Uh, are you familiar with who that is? No. Oh, yeah, I know who took you. But keep going. Keep going. All right, thank you. Uh, Tookie Williams is a, the co-founder of the, of the Crips. Oh, yeah. Whoa, that. Street, a street, street gang. Um... I would just I would want to talk to him and just see what it was like in his era coming up because he's coming up and it was real political back then, you know, coming from the Black Panthers and at first starting that to defend your communities because a lot was going on with the racial tension. I would just like to see his whole mindset and just, you know, because it, it really exploded. You know, now it's everywhere. It's, it, and, it, and the message kind of the message kind of strayed away from what he actually meant it to be. So I just would have just wanted to. Uh, really sit down and talk to him and see what he was really originally thinking and how it was and shit. So that's my one of my my people I would like to talk to. He dead now. He got a um sentence to death. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, so by by Arnold Sports nigga. Yeah, I remember trying to sign the petition. Well I did <laughs> sign it. I was young. I was like in my twenties. I was in college, I think that happened. Mm-hmm. I would want to talk to him. Uh, if I could go back to, I would want to shoot. I would want to talk to Jesus. Shoot, hey, I, I, uh, for 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 real. I mean, I I got some questions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> uh, probably can help us out a lot, but that would be a, a, a definite conversation. I would love to have uh, my number one actually conversation. I would love to have, and then um. Let me see who else. Well, I want to talk to. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm, I'm gonna say Malcolm X. Oh, hey man, that's a beautiful three. Tookie Williams, Jesus, leaders. There's a whole bunch of leaders tonight. The leader of all leaders. Yeah. I mean, hey, you can talk to Jesus right now. Mm. Sorry, can you say it one more time? Okay, you got a bunch of leaders. You can talk to Jesus right now, but when you have all them leaders, you got three, you know, strong individuals, I say, we have in society. And even, mm. it's, it's wild that you brought up Tukey. Yeah, I didn't even ask, do we know who Tookie is? Man, we know who Tookie is. But the conversation you was having, we had this conversation with Shan, myself, 
in one of our other podcasts, Baylor. And Baylor's from L.A. Um, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he never banged. He always avoided that in his life and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said it was hard doing it. He, he said it was hard being from L.A. and growing up, you know, he's close to 40 and being able to avoid that, you know? Yeah. And my thing is I'm from Texas. You know, I got my, my little brother considered himself a blood. And I'm like, how are you part of something that you don't know much about? You got family. You know, I understand where these people come from. They didn't have much and then had a mission behind it. And I know the history of Bloods and Crips and what it's supposed to represent. And it's not that any longer. So, and I, and that's my thing. Why do we still do it? And is it still needed? Hmm. Because at that time, it was, I still, I think the point, the principle behind it is still needed. But we're not fighting for that any longer. Mm-mm. But, but that's something that I'm not part of that culture. So I step back and let that work out. That was a political between, you know, themselves or their selves. Uh, I mean, just in my opinion, what was made to protect the communities is the very thing tearing our communities down from state to state. You know, gang violence. Exactly. From you state know what I'm saying? State. From, from state to state. You've never been to. You, you know, it's, you've never been to yeah, that neighborhood. It, you never even exactly. Seen it. You, Exactly. So, you've you know, never seen it. For, you... Go ahead. Sorry. So I was gonna say I got people from. I'm from East Texas. I'm like you. You. We from this whole done town, and mm-hmm. shit, you claiming something from a whole different two, three, four states over, man. You got. You need to protect. What are you doing to protect our community and love one another and support our values? You feel me? Uh uh-huh. so, And and that's what I say. I'm glad. She gets it. Shop is open. It's always been open, but <laughs> welcome to season 16. She gets it. Shop is open with hoodies, sweatshirts, because it's still winter out here. It'll still cold. It's a little brisk. <laughs> brisk. All right. The mugs are on there. New masks are on there. They even dropped new airpod cases and of course you know i had to try a little something something and i got some on there for y'all so if you want to check out the merch you can go to she gets it shop with teespring just put it in your googles it'll pop up you're welcome thank you for supporting the show and if you want to support directly you can directly support at redcircle.com the link is in the show notes for She Gets a Pod. I appreciate you. Thank you. And let's continue to listen to the show. Because I like to run my mouth. I like how I held that note. Mm-hmm. You looked at it like that. Because I was talking to somebody from, from New York. And... He was like, you know, I was like, man, I find it hard that some grown men, you know, because that's not really their lifestyle. They didn't grow up gangbanging. Gangbanging was really like a California thing. I'm not saying they didn't have gangs, but, you know, the whole blood cripping thing, you know, we all know that's like a California thing. So I'm, I was like, you know, how do you let some grown men come over there to where you're at and influence you guys to say, hey, you know, we're bloods and crips now. And, you know, this is what it is, you know, and just that's that's what we're doing. And now you guys are over there shooting, shooting each other over over gangs and stuff like that. 
I just, I just, I found that hard to understand, you know? No, absolutely agree. That's how I feel. And they take it serious. And now to the point that a, 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 a Florida blood could be beefing with a, a California blood. I'm like, but yeah. it's, once again, once again, I'm not in it. I know it's politics mm-hmm. within that, but I'm like, what is the point? What is the purpose? And mm-hmm. like, don't we supposed to be fighting people that fight us? You know, exactly. we are fighting each other when we're fighting anything else. So that's why I have my reservations for it. Like I said, once again, I got another cousin that's a blood. I'm like, you you don't know how to fight, man. <laughs> like you, yeah. and you, and yo, and yo, your mama and your daddy got money. You, he basically, um, he cliff if he became a blood. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you got money, money, bro. Your family is well off. They love you. They and you and, and I, 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 I think it's, I think it's, it's the music though. The music hands down the trends to the community. So I think it goes back to, you know, I think Lil Wayne had a, a lot to do with this because I don't know if y'all followed his career, but. You know, I think they used him as a puppet when they started making him gangbang and he started, you know, saying he was a blood and stuff because he had a big fan base. He had a lot of kids that were listening to him and all of a sudden, you know, he started saying his blood stuff. And of course, it's like, hey, you can't be a real blood, man. You're from Louisiana and stuff. They don't really do that down there. And now all of a sudden on the track, you're screaming blood, blood, blood. So now you got little kids following you. They're like, yeah, this is blood. They don't really know nothing and they're getting killed. For something that people are really getting killed for out here, or killing people about something. It, do you yeah. do y'all that it could ever get back to the the purpose of having? No, I think it, no. and it's sad to say, as a black person, taking the gangs out of it, us as a people, it's sad that you just got to do your own individual thing. We're not all that unified stuff. You got to look at it for what it is. I mean, it's just, it's bad. We're not unified. I said there's so many times that I've, I've sat right here and I've there's you know when the whole pandemic was going on, and you know uh, the, the sports wasn't being played, you know, and black people were getting killed. It seemed like every day I was looking on the news, another black person was getting shot by the police, and you know the government was putting money, uh, uh, p- putting pressure on the sports players like LeBron and stuff to play basketball because people were bored in the pandemic, and of course they needed some money flowing, so. LeBron and them at first, they were like, nah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to dribble. We're not playing until you guys stop, you know, doing this shit in the streets. And they finally got the government's attention for a split second. But just like always, we don't hold, we don't hold, you know, like we don't stand firm. Somebody always breaks, you know, and that's what they ended up doing. They didn't, they didn't get these people to sign anything into law. They just gave right in and started dribbling again. And here we are still today. Motherfuckers getting shot and they slam dunking basketballs in the hoop and shit. And brother Mondo, what you're saying is so real, and I think you got that. That's my last, that last conversation with the series of season four, right there, um, because I have everything you said. I've been yelling at. I have a oh man, it's stressful, and that goes back into racial battle fatigue, man. It's like because what what LeBron did was a snippet of what Ali did. What exactly. Man, the reason why I started my podcast that you hear my voice on right now. Is because mm-hmm. me and my best friend, my partner, we used to argue about Kaepernick taking a knee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I, I'm I'm praising Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee, and my homeboy like, fuck that nigga. Yeah. 
Me too. And, me and too. I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking to my homeboy. I'm like, nigga, you got kids. Like, you know that nigga did some shit that a lot of people into. That nigga put his whole career on the line. White white people used to love Kaepernick. I was just that motherfucker went to the Super Bowl as a rookie. Cause a lot of them thought he was white. <laughs> you know they forgot. Yeah. They they, yep. they thought he was mixed with Mexican or some shit. They thought he was that white mm-hmm. Mexican shit. When they find out he mixed with black and he's a, oh, uh, uh. Right. he actually stood. That's like if some, if that's like he don't know me. If I get shot and killed right now, and none of my partners stand up for me, but a complete stranger put his whole crown alive for me, they say, hey, this shit is wrong. That means something. It you does. Know, you see how. But you see how they made an example out of his ass. They talk bad yeah. on him. They, they try to embarrass him every step they get. Same thing with LeBron. They try to bring LeBron down as much as they can. Same thing they did with Malcolm X. Same thing they did with Martin Luther King. Same thing they did with all the leaders. Fuck. My thing is, I love people stepping up, stepping up as elite dirt. We need more leaders. We need a, a, that, that's unity right there. And when you start, when we all take them steps ahead and we all take go forward, they can't fuck with us and they know that. It's a fact. It's on. It's, it's known throughout history. And I was watching you know, a video earlier that a kid, a, um, a, I don't know what the guy did. You know, he was he he got in a fight with this white boy. The daddy jumped in, then the mama jumped in on the black boy, jumping the black boy. A black dude recording, and I had to say, you wrong as shit, man. I don't give a fuck what he did. Y'all can fight on one on one, but when it comes to jumping, I don't care if I know you. No, nah, you either go let him fight. We go get it. We go we go break it up, or we you got to fight me too. Exactly. That? That's unity. That's what that looked like. And and I like I said, man. Uh, I just kind of know how it is, man. I got black people figured. I've been black for a long time, and I've been with real blacks. I'm in a survival situation right now myself, so I get to see yeah. blacks for for how they really move and stuff. And I know for a fact that it takes unity to do anything. If if, if Colin Kaepernick would have had unity, they. Them, 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 some of them NFL players, most of them turn their back on him. When he started taking a stand, yeah. they, they knew it wasn't going to be successful point. because you just one nigga, it's easy to oust him. You just one nigga taking a knee. That's what it looked like at this point. You look defiant, and we're just going to get rid of you. But if the whole team is kneeing, I mean, the whole team going to knee. It's going to be different. You yeah. can't get rid of us all because we got the power. Yeah. People don't understand the yeah. powers exactly. within them. You know what I'm saying? But they yeah. they, they, they turned their back on him because he was trying to stand for something, and that's how he ended up how he was. And, and I see that all the time, and it's about support. And, and one thing I do know about blacks is blacks will settle out for money. These white people got blacks figured out when what? it comes time to taking a stand. You know what I mean? You got niggas that first they'll take a stand, and then they'll settle out for a little bit of money. And that- uh, once again, going and going back to um, what's his name, uh, act, actor swole as hell, uh, white chick, oh. uh, uh, Terry oh, Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews, perfect example. Like, I, I, man, I had to make a video today on TikTok. I ain't gonna apologize for some shit white people did, you know? Because y'all mm-hmm. ain't fucking. Malcolm X said, talking about progress, talking about we made so much progress. No, the fuck we didn't. If you stab me in my back with a 12-inch knife and you pull out nine inches, we have not made progress. Now you need to remove it completely, apologize, and help me heal when we can make progress. That knife is still in our fucking back. So, but like you said, they're going to get somebody else, another, we got to find another black guy, pay them a bunch of money, make him fall in love so he can talk it up. We can have a representative, a face, the coon, you know, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's what they're to represent. 
And it's not, and it's been said by black people over and over again. What we're saying right now is nothing new. It's nothing new, right. but it's still, and it's, nah. it's hard because we're in 2021 and it's still happening live and effect in front of us. Right. Yep. And and you know, like I said, it's just it's just it's just a messed up thing, man. I I see it happening all the time, and until somebody really stands firm, man, as as as, as unified, man, we're not never gonna get no parties. Because you know what I noticed too, the people who are actually speaking for us, we're not getting put, we're not getting nothing put in legislation. We gotta make these white people when they kill somebody and stuff like that uh, unjustly. We have to make them sign it into law. We're not getting any laws passed in our favor. We're just going up there and getting a promise and a handshake. Okay, you know, because we're, we're going to change, said, you guys. You said it already, brother. Because you know what? Not only that LeBron about to dunk some balls, we got to go see LeBron dunk some balls. Right. Mm-hmm. We're so easily distracted. If you exactly. go back and ever watch the movie Gladiator, watch Gladiator. The same shit happens. It's just a different sport in a different time. Mhm. For sure, man. We, they, these sports are created to keep us distracted. That field that people, black people, still entertain um, as the majority on that field. I just call it another plantation because you don't see other minorities, or if they're not minorities, other people of a brown descent being owners of any teams. So they know the hierarchy that they're playing. They know what they're doing. When, mm-hmm. when they is, pass down... Isn't that the same that goes back in corporate America too? Right. So when they pass down ownership of teams, they pass it down to another white relative. White man, exactly. It's never going outside of their culture of where they come from. And that's why exactly. I'm when are when our brown people going to be like, let's stop entertaining them and making them billions of dollars every year, and let's start our own shit. See, but you're not going to have that because, like I said, they got this shit down to a science. They sat at a round table and chef this up. We paying these niggas $20 million. This nigga is, will never dare turn against us. We giving these niggas $20 million. So we, if we can, we can uh, individualize these niggas and, and, and keep them from their roots and shit like that. Because you give a nigga $20 million, he like, shit, man. You know, yeah, that's messed up that black people getting shot. But hey, man, shit, you know what I mean? Uh, black Lives Matter, y'all. That's, that's all the nigga really going to say. Because he's not going to try to really, he's going to be scared of jeopardizing his contract. Yeah. That's what they did to Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Same thing but he did. kept it like, real, you though. You saw what they did to Kaepernick. He kept it real, but when I forget, he didn't do, he didn't do what they wanted him to do. And that's what he's been saying. Exactly. Everything you said, they did. We saw that. We I remember when Chappelle's show was popping. I was, mm-hmm. I was in high school. I graduated in 2004. Yeah. I remember Chappelle's show was the shit. And when they tried to it's say a, he went mm-hmm. crazy, I remember saying, that don't sound right, man. Season three, I remember he didn't want to. He said he didn't want to do season three. And he said, if you, I have, I still have the DVD of his season three. And he, everything he said, how they was at, he said it in that show. Remember when he was getting his haircut? And mm-hmm. people kept raising more money and treating him differently and shit. And he was like, mm-hmm. how white folks are trying to, break. he was sending us of a message right then and there. And I know they were catching on to the shit. It's been numerous things. When people try to talk to you, we have to listen. We got to see through the bullshit. We got to see, see through it. But it's hard because it's stressful. It's sad. Mm-hmm. You get burnt out. And that's why you then you go back 
But you could be like, fuck it for a little bit. I've been guilty of it. I like, I, it's too much. I'm going to burn out. That's why we need more than one leader. That's why we need more than just us. Because once you put it, you put all that on one person's shoulders to bear, it's going to break them down. Yeah. So that's why we're all needed. But let's get back to our next question because this <laughs> is the makings of Mundo Bondo, baby. You know. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What was an impactful moment in your life? Impactful moment. Uh, shoot, I'm gonna say going to prison. Shoot. Oh yeah. Definitely. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I believe so, man. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, hey. If you had a theme song, what would it be? Ah. Uh, a theme song. That's a good question too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> all I can hear is a Rocky song, but I, I don't. I don't want that. Uh, uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. A, a theme. A theme song, man. Damn, that's a really good question. Thank you. Let's mm. come back to it. Yeah, let's come back to that. That's kind of deep, right there. Let's marinate on that. Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. How would you define joy? Joy? Yeah, joy. Okay, joy. That's another great question. Uh, joy. It's a form of being happy, but joy. Joy is, I think, uh, joy. Joy. You're going to make me look up what joy is, mm. like the root of what joy is. Come on, bro. I, don't... I love me a root word. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get to the root word, like you know, of what joy is, because I don't want to, you know, like assume. But I know it's related to happiness. But being, I, I'm gonna just speak for what I know. I don't want to go to the dictionary number. Joyful, being joyful. When I say I'm joyful, um, it's. I think it's more um, joyful is like more of being a a a a a. Oh, what's that word I'm looking for? Is uh, being grateful, like being grateful with something. You're happy and grateful at the same time, so you're like joyful, um, in, in my opinion. So it's like you could be happy, but happiness um, is like really temporary, you know what I mean? Because it can change, you know. But joyful, when I'm like, man, I'm joyful. Like I think it's a like a like a real set mood. Like that person is a real joyful person. Like they're like you know they're they're. Uh, they're grateful, you know? Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When did you realize you were different? Ah, I realized I was different as a kid when I didn't think the same as everybody else. It would be like five kids, man. And I'd be the weirdo. I would say... They would say I was a weirdo, but I was saying they're the weirdo. Like, y'all, all weird. All you guys got all five brains and you all thought of this. That's all y'all thought of. So, like, I was, I, 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 like, that's when I knew I was different. And then, too, when it came to reading, people would just read something and then would just, that was it. For me, I had the ability to empathize. I would read things and get different angles from everything I read. Like, okay, well, it could have been like this and it could have so I just knew I was different. My my mindset and how I think was just different. How I speak was just different than a lot of people. 
Hey man, I love that. I love that man. Hey, this is why we do the makings of you, baby. And if y'all tuning in just now, man, we want to say thank you. We appreciate y'all for listening. This is we recording live on stereo. Um, this is a collab. This is man, I haven't did this in some time. Have a collab for the making of you, but I have my girl Shan. Thank you so much for allowing to do this when she gets it. And we have our guest, Mondo. Am I saying it right? Mondo Bondo? Mando Bando. You say Mondo. I mean, that Mando, might be a part Bando. of how you hey. speak. It's good. Yeah. Hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for understanding my countryness, baby. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, that's why it's everything culture, you dig? But yeah, Mando, for Bando, sure. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. So we I appreciate y'all. Right and we about to jump into our next question. Um, how do you and your family celebrate death or recognize death? Ooh. Okay, so again, uh, my family, they, I, I grew up under upbringing as a Jehovah's Witness, so their beliefs are there's any death. There's all you know. If you if you die, you will be resurrected. That's what they believe. So they look at death as just temporary. So, I mean, yeah, of course, they grieve like people do, but, you know, uh, if you, if, if, okay, say you're not a Jehovah's you believe, hey, you know, when somebody dies, man, they're just dead, never see them again. But if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you're like, well, yeah, they're dead now, but, you know, they will be resurrected again, we'll be able to see them in a new system of things. So they have a different kind of outlook. It's sad, it's sadness, but they, like I said, they still have that voice in their mind saying it's only temporary. So that's how my family look at death like that. Wow. Love it. Love it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Okay. If you had a biopic, who would play you in your biopic? Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> um, Shoot. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? The ladies love me, so it's got to be like Denzel. Denzel gotta play me. Come Denzel on, Washington. Man, you sound young though. Denzel can't play you. You gotta find somebody new now. Man. <laughs> I got. I, I gotta find uh, somebody younger, huh? Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna let Trey Songs play me. Awesome. Oh shit. Yeah, but without the allegations though, he gotta get rid of the shit he got going on. Already, man. Already. Mm, okay. mm. Let's see. If money wasn't an issue, like you was wealthy beyond means, uh huh. You, you like once again, you can buy whatever you want, take care of whatever you want, but you had to uh -huh. have one job, one occupation. What would that occupation be? That's a great question, man. Um, if I had to have one job. I think my, it would be still talking to the youth, like talking to to my people in the community, it's like being a motivational speaker. That's what job I pick. Okay, love it, love it, love it. All right, and we go jump back. We thought we forgot, but we didn't. We didn't forget, y'all. <laughs> what is your theme song? Are you really stuck on that theme? Huh? Okay, that theme. I'm hey, trying man, to think of it. I got it. <laughs> theme song. Theme song. Damn. My theme song, man. 
I'ma just, I'ma, this is just, I'ma say if I rule the world, I'm going back in time. Thank Hit me with the Nas. Nas and Lauren Hill, baby. Yeah, hit me with the Nas. Yeah. Yeah, y'all know I will play that in a heartbeat. Y'all Chan know how I get down. <laughs> yeah, hit me hey, with the Nas. Hey, great selection on both. I was say you go get that um that Rocky theme song in your background, but hey, we got the Nas. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. When was the last time you cried? Wow. Oh, man. The last time I cried. I think. Ah, oh, man. I think I was in the. I think I was in the county jail. <laughs> man, I had. I had. Um, no. Yeah, I was in the county jail. That's when I came back to jail. Because, you know, I've been in jail several times. So. I think I cried coming back to jail because I was disappointed with myself for subjecting myself to this type of treatment again, you know? Thank you for sharing, bro. Thank you for sharing. If you can go back in time and give your young self advice, what age would you go to? I would go to... I would go to 16 mm. and I would, 16. I would go to 16 because it's like, you're not a kid, but you're like, you know, you were damn near almost a man, you know? So that 16 to 18 gap, that's cool because at, at 16, I was cool. You know, I had a job. Um, I was in the streets, but I was, I was, I was playing, you know, both sides with the job in the street. Um, but I would have told myself, like, man, forget the street thing, you know, because I was, I was around people that, I was around full-time street people that were glorifying kind of being losers, and they were mm-hmm. making it like there was winners, you know. And really, I was a winner because I was really already doing my thing, you know. I was doing, you know, I had money. They didn't really had money like that, but the things they did, they were always. It was like a gang of them, so they were always talk together like if what they was doing was cool so you know i started slowly getting into that life and and now that i look at it right now i'm like damn i was slowly losing my footing and becoming a loser you know wow wow that just gave me goosebumps right there man that's some deep stuff yeah you need to talk to you because i see it happen all the time that that you talking about peer pressure um and I'm telling you, I can get into some stuff, a conversation all around that 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 statement, that response right there. But you know that seriously, kids need to hear that. Some adults need to hear that. I still see people right now, live in effect, knowing, knowing it's a, that 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 discernment that I, I, I'm gonna go there with y'all. Discernment with God put in you that telling you mm-hmm. this is not you right here. Like you already said that you knew you were different. But more and more you hang around with some crows, and more and more you hang around the ones that are they think the same. They want you to think like them, and that could hurt you in the long run. You know, exactly. many are called, but few are chosen. So that's the big exactly. thing about it. So see, that that's wisdom right there. And yeah. thank you for that, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, 
What is a quote that you live by? Um, a quote that I live by. That's a good question, man. I don't really live by quotes, but there's a lot of quotes that I like. Uh, let me see. Uh, I don't. I don't want to mess this. I don't want to butcher this. But if it's like, if you want to be a uh, if you want to be great, don't ask for permission. Mm. I think that was like one that. of them. Something like that. Hey, that's a bar right there. I like that a lot. All right. A lot. Okay. Hey, we got a few more questions coming up for you, man. We coming close to the end. Shane, you got something okay. to throw out real quick before I come? Before uh, I yeah, I got a Knocking few. Knocking them in? I got a few. Okay, for sure. Who has the biggest influence in your life so far? Um, the biggest influence in my life yeah. was my was my grandfather mm-hmm. and uh and my mom. But I'm, 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 I'm you know my mom. I spent more time with my mom. But I'm gonna say my grandfather because he was a real man to me. That was the first. He's you know my father wasn't in my life, but I still was able to talk to him. But there are certain things he wasn't able to teach me and show me. You know, but he did the best that he could. But um, my grandfather was the first male figure in my life that actually showed me, you know, hey, this is what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, my, my, my grandfather right now, he's the only black person that I know, that I know, black man that I know who is retired and, and owns his own house. But he took me to the retirement community that he lived in. And he took me out front. He was like, man, look around. You know, his whole street full of all old white people. We like, man, look, a lot of people don't even make it here, man. You know, he's like, I got my own car. I got my own everything. Everything's my own. Ain't nobody can take nothing from me. You know what I'm saying? I got a woman. But, you know, everything in here is mine. If we choose to split up, you know what I mean? She can't, you know, I'm not using any women. I'm not doing anything like that. She can leave. You know, everything is mine. You know, everything. uh, He's told me in life, you know, you just everything. You got to have your own everything, you know. And, and, And I'm like, I always took that like, wow. Like, all right, that's what men do. They have their own everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. A good example. Um, my grandfather was the same way. Uh, my next self-question is, what level of trust do you struggle with when it comes to people? Trust in general. I don't trust nobody. Mm. Um, you know, uh, especially at this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I really, I really look for people to show me with their actions. I don't. I'm not trained to listen to words at all. Because somebody will tell you something with their words and do differently with their actions. So, it takes a lot for me to let a person in to say I fully trust them. Mm-hmm. You know. So I just struggle with trust in general with people. Okay. Uh, my next question is. What's your favorite memory that sticks with you the most? My favorite memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I got a lot of cool little memories, but uh, just my favorite memory is uh, or just do it gotta be a specific one? It could be whatever you want. My, I'm gonna say my favorite memories are just being a kid in general. 
Cause I just I was so ready to grow up. Mm-hmm. Now that a nigga older, it's like, damn, I should have enjoyed that. Like, you know, because I didn't even have any <laughs> yeah. damn worries as a kid. All you your job was just, you know, if mom take tell you take out the trash and do the dishes, whatever, but you didn't have any worries like that. Your only thing was to have as much fun as you could have. Yeah. So I mean I just missed that being with my friends and hanging out and all that. So you know what I'm saying? I was just I was, the other day and I was like man I was like to all the kids out there if you want to waste some food now's your time to waste it if you want to you know test something out or you know try some shit and really sit in like your childhood this is the time to do it because I just feel like from like 25 and up it's a lot of mandatory things where you're like damn I should have I should really been more grateful at eight when I had eight and there was no other worry but doing your homework and going outside and playing and coming in before the lights came on. Like now me seeing like my kids, I try my best to make sure like they really do everything that's possible in their childhood that they can do as a child before they get to a time where people have these expectations because you're this age or you're this old uh-huh. you look like this and that's a lot of a lot of people don't recognize that you didn't you didn't take hold of your time that you had when you had it so now mm-hmm. in your 30s missing your childhood or you know a lot of people live their lives through their kids and that's a pro and a con wow. how they looking at their kids like you know, I tell I have a parenting about, you know, maybe dads being like, I love baseball, so my son got to play baseball. But what if, yeah. your, what if your son likes soccer? What if your son's going to be like the most amazing soccer player ever? You got to get as a parent. What if you like cheerleading? Oh, that's another, that's another wave. But my thing is like, what if, what if you got to, as a parent, you got to, teach and you got to be able to learn some kids and so exactly. it's about balance and it's about also being able to be the student to your child because children today can teach you some things that you never knew or you could gain some clarity through your kids so um i just feel like it's very important for people to be all the way 100 percent in their time so like mm-hmm. Year, if you know you turn in 31 this year, be a, a thousand percent within you being 31, so you have no regrets in 31 and you just grow with you know time. No, 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 I was, I was gonna say that was a real good topic, and that was real good what you said because, um, um, parents do do that. I've witnessed that with my little sister, um. You know, her father, you know, his shattered dreams. You're a crush star. You didn't get to do, right? you know, uh, football and all that. You were used to be a football star, but for whatever reason, you might have tore your hamstring, whatever the fuck it might be. I'm saying that when you grow, you see your child now, you study, let's go, let's go, let's go. You, you're going so hard on my little sister because that's what you wanted to be. But right. that's not necessarily what she wants to be. Maybe she wants to be a violin player or something. You know what I'm saying? Why is you steady pushing her to do this and do this? You trying to live through her. 
And like I said, like you just said, it was a positive and a negative thing. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't understand. Why are you at the games? You all on the damn court? Right. Cussing and yeah, what the hell is you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you I'm so angry. Right there. I'm going to throw that out <laughs> right there. Because people, whenever I have kids, I'm going to be their biggest supporter and their biggest. Yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll stick with that with support. Because, mm-hmm. for instance, right there. It's this guy going to cheerleading. He had him, he's a tumbler and his daughter wanna be a tumbler too. He mm-hmm. always asks, Is this what you want to do? She says yes. And he like, Well then wipe them tears up. Let's get to work. I know because what you talked about. I wish yeah, I wish I had a parent that made time. I wish I had my daddy in my life that pushed me in things I wanted to do. Not only push me, but hey, I, you said violin. I used to be the beast on that fucking violin, boy. Beast. But guess what? I couldn't do it because my family couldn't afford buying me a violin. My mother couldn't um, take the time out and pick me up from orchestra practice and shit. You feel me? But if I had that support, they're like, hey, this what you want to do? If this what you want to do, put your all into it. Yeah. I, shit, hell, I, I, was, I, I, I like that shit now. When, Shan be on my ass about shit. Hey, that's needed. Don't enable. You know, that's something kids may need because the world ain't going to be easy on your ass. So if you want to be better than somebody else, just like a lot of these athletes with it, man, you have to put that work in. It could be hard, sweat, tears, that grind. You know, and parents are, you know, some parents, you know, they're like, they may, every kid is not privileged to have parents, you know, strong parents at that. I work with kids that's in CPS custody. And the ones that most of like, I got a mentee right now. He's 23. I'll be on that boy, Nick. Sometimes I'll be sliding with When I let him slide with a bunch of shit for like a year, I don't hear from him. Man, he don't know. I do background checks on the little nigga and all that shit. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he. I said, what what happened? Y'all got in a little bit of trouble? What kind of trouble? Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, you went to jail. He's like, I know. And I said, I know you went to jail. You went to this jail house. You went to this. How you doing all that? I check on you. I give you the opportunity to tell me the truth. Mm. I'm gonna let you do that because that's what a man should do. Mm. But if this what you want, if you want to do something in your life, I'm gonna have your back when you want to do it, and I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna make you feel like, man, working out. Mm. Hell, if I ate cupcakes and fucking uh, ice cream all day, shit, I'll be. I wouldn't be the sexy motherfucker I am right now. <laughs> but I have to do these. I gotta lift. I gotta work out. I have to eat push-ups. I have to hit these squats. Right. It's hard. But that's what work takes, and as an like, and I learned that as a child, you know, and I, that's that was that self motivation, and as a parent, you instill that self motivation. But you have until your kids get that shit, you have to be there for them. You got to be that support. You got to pick them up when they fall down and push them to keep for them to go further. But that's mine. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Just just tagging on to that, right? Um. I agree. I agree with the support of a parent. That's very necessary. Now, on the other hand, though, like, I'm going to say there's a lot of parents that shelter their children and don't actually let their children be who they are, though. You know, there's a difference Mm -hmm. between, like, being supportive and being too, you know, you can actually hurt your child by sheltering them too much because they need to go through certain things in order to develop character. But, you know, just as a parent, you're naturally going to protect them. You're naturally going to, you know, you know, try to lighten the blow for them and lighten the load for them. But certain things they need to go through, they need to experience so you can actually see who your child is and how they deal with certain things in certain situations. Right. 
because you're not always going to be there. You know, say if, if, if you're if, if you have a child, you know, at 18 years old, they're considered grown. But you've been sheltering them for 18 years. And then you say, well, it's time to go now and go out there in the world. Hey. You know, hey, they're like, I well, have, shit. I have you know what I'm saying? Episodes with my nieces. I have several episodes with my nieces on the show. And that's exactly, they say exactly what you just said. My mama did everything for me, so shit, I don't know what the fuck to do now. And I'm like, and I, I remember telling their mama, let they let them bump their head one good time. They'll learn. But my, no, no, you don't understand, blah, blah, blah. And now they blaming you for their downfall, still. But you still can make progress. That's not all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. On to our next question. On to our next question. We got, after this one, we got, this, we got four more questions. All right. All right, for sure. What is your all-time favorite meal? If you and I say who would, no matter what it is, and who would make it for you. So, what's your favorite meal? Yes. Who would make? Who would Y'all make gonna it? laugh. Y'all gonna laugh. Cream of wheat. I need some brown sugar cream of wheat. Yes. With the butter. <laughs> Grandma, I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the butter. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Now we got two more. We got two more. I'm give you. What changes are you bringing to your culture? Uh, I'm, I'm bringing a different mindset, man. We all got the same mindset right now. I feel like a lot. I'm not going to say we all. I'm going to speak for it. A lot of people have the same mindset. A lot of a lot of people in my culture have the same mindset. It doesn't matter what region you is. You could be from uh, L.A. You could be from uh, Atlanta. You could be from Chicago. But all these blacks in these communities are are, are the same. They have the same mentality, mm-hmm. you know. So I they get around somebody like me, and I'm like foreign to them. They're like, whoa, you know, because I think differently. You know, I'm like, man, you know. And just as a, as, a, as a person in general, because, you know, yeah, we, we I feel like racism is real. We all know racism is real, but I ran across black racists, too. Yeah. You know, where they just, you know what I mean? They like, you know what I'm saying, man? Fuck them people, nigga. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you, I don't want to just look at everything as black and white. I look at people for people because I done met some real good people in my life. So, you know, when I get around certain people, I just and they see how I treat people, not body color, but just people. I hope they take note to that and they're like, man, well, damn, it's not even about that because this white dude can help you, this Mexican dude can help you, this, you know, you can have a relationship with anybody and, and the way that Mando operated with him, man, maybe I could do it like that. You know? Okay. It's your last question. How would you want people to remember you? Man, that's a real nigga, man. You know, just just like he was a real. <laughs> that's all I want. Like, man, that was a real dude, man. You know, what I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care about the materialistic stuff. That really, that really, nothing that comes and goes. But I just, I just want to be remembered as a real dude. You know, I look at some of these celebrity funerals, and you know, they were like, you know, I'm like, wow, that's how I want to go out right there. You know, like if I had to go out, like. You know, these people were just, you know, legendary. Like, man, he was real. He was known for, you know, he was such a good dude. He had such an impact. Look at all those people in the stadium, packed in the stadium for this one dude. You know what I mean? He didn't impact that many people. So, like, I, I just, I want to be remembered as a real individual, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. 
All right, all right. Jane, you got anything else for you? Um, if you had to give out one word of advice from everything you learned thus far for anybody, what would it be? One word? I mean, one thought of, like, some advice. Like, if you had one one thing to give somebody that they could take with them, what would it be? Um, my find out the definition of a, what a winner is because if you don't know what that is you're going to continue losing in life mm. you know get 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 find out you know what i mean take a moment out your life to find out if 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 you're doing what winners are doing you know what i'm saying you know you might be thinking that you're winning now by you know getting something material and stuff like that but your priorities might be messed up. You might be losing as a father. Yeah, you're gaining finances, but you might be losing as a father. Right, hold on. They just opened my door. Hold up. Mm. I like that. Well, then. Mm-hmm. So how y'all feeling down there? What's up, Tiara? I see you've been rocking with us for a second. Hey, Peachy. I see you've been there for a minute. Bunny. Tammy. Um, letters. Um, how y'all doing? I'm just gonna call you frequency. <laughs> Thank y'all for swinging through. Hope y'all enjoying the conversation. About to I know I'm about to hop off in a second because I gotta grub. Yeah, um, you and your wife um, duties. I love it. You know, you know, no business. You know, <laughs> That's what you gotta take care. It's a team, baby. It's a team. That's right. Oh man. man. That had me. I was trying to let some folks slide on TikTok today. Oh, basically, I was I was reading some of that. You know, I wasn't I wasn't trying to show my face on TikTok. I haven't been feeling the best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it was a woman on there talking about it was it was one. It's this chick I follow. with this woman I follow called TikTok <clears throat> and I don't know we got our guest back. Welcome back. Hey, my bad, man. My, my, I'm sorry about that. But um, no, hand me the business, you know. So yeah, no, I just yeah, I just you know, like I said, cause I was a victim to my mind was, my mind was molded in the wrong way, and I had to learn what an actual definition of a winner was. I thought I was being a winner this this whole time, and like I said, I was being a loser, man. So my advice would just be figure out what a winner is, and it's not always about materialistic things, you know. It's like sometimes you know, it's just about you know, like you want to be you know. You, I know people that was good dads. They they wasn't they didn't have it all materialistically. They wasn't driving the nicest cars, but they were winners though. They was out there. Their kids were happy. They was in their kids' life. They know they could tell you every detail about their kid because they was there every step of their life. So I just really looked at them as, as winners and stuff. So just find out what, what a winner is, man. Because sometimes you can think you're winning and you losing, man. That's it. I like that. But it. Well, y'all, yeah. you know, there we have it, baby. You know, we got to make it to an yeah. episode of the making to you. To be more specific, the making of Mando Bando. You know? yeah. So, hey, do we, I think we just got a comment in. You know, first of all, before we listen to that comment, I want to thank this brother here for coming through, man, sharing his experience, his life, his perspectives on, and his point of view, which is perspective on, you know, you know, what we see in this world. This is his journey. This is his story for now. 
Um, you're going to be able to listen to this on not only on here on stereo, but also on She Gets It Pod as well as, you know, the making, I mean, on Everything Culture. And we want to say thank you again, man. I mean, I, I want to thank y'all, man, for even giving me the time of day, man. And, I, you know, if it, if it is possible in the future, maybe we can uh, collab on different topics, man, because I, I like the way you guys, you guys ask real, real good questions that make you think. And uh, I, I can tell you guys have different opinions about a lot of things and, I, you know, I, like I said, thank you for having me. Oh, man. The pleasure is ours, for real. Thanks. What'd you say? Hey, once again, we have our different opinions, but we still respect each other. And that's the exactly. pillars of everything culture. Respect, communication, and consistency. That's how we yep. have growth in a positive relationship. That's right. And thank you, Shan. Thank you for putting it together, Shan. Thank both of y'all. Yeah, thank you, Chan, for real. It was a good show. Good show. Uh, and let's hear that last comment before we roll out. All right. We got Peachy Talks. Hey, what's up? I just wanted to say hi before you guys jumped off of here. If y'all got some time, I would like to ask y'all a general question. If y'all got time, if not, it's cool. What's up, Peachy? Where you at? We love questions. She's not in here anymore. Yeah, I think she just kind of like dropped the bomb and left. Well, be, yeah, I, yeah. Well, let's see if she come in while I'm closing it out. Uh, you can okay. everything culture on all of your social media platform at everything culture on uh, TikTok, IG, and Twitter. You can find she gets a pod on all of your podcast platforms, and IG and Twitter is at Shambi Podden. On TikTok is Mommy Rocky, and uh, you can find me on the stereo streets um, throughout the week. You know, I have various shows that I do. Uh, Drake does shows um, on here from time to time, but you can always find him on those platforms. Don't be a stranger. Reach out. Um, follow. If you want to check out his podcast, you can. And, you know, Mondo Bondo be on here doing his own shows with people, too. So um, I appreciate y'all time. I appreciate everybody that sat here and listened. Hope y'all got something to take with you. But um, it was a good show. For sure. For sure. It was a great show. And, and, and that's crazy, too, because, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to y'all. You know, I'd be on here causing chaos. I don't be on here really taking anything <laughs> seriously. I do. I do be making people mad. People want to, you know, probably hurt me, throw things at me and stuff. But, you know, with, I like stuff like this, though. These, I like I like substance, you know, when, when it's a series uh, of real topics. I, I love to chime in on these because these are questions that are going on in, in the world right now that will make us better if we all come together and, and figure out what's the problem and what's the solution, you know? Right. Hey, while you saying that, let me know I'm on the right track, then, brother. All about. All right, y'all. Oh, yeah. I'm about to fly it out. I smell tacos downstairs, and oh, I'll oh. holler at y'all later. All right, <laughs> all right for See? sure. Thank you for having me. Hey, Chen, I'm, uh, I, I, I'll get at you on Instagram. All right. All right, for sure. Are you going? Show.
host Drake and Mr. D713 with Everything Culture, the podcast for all cultures, the podcast for the purpose. Our mission statement comes from the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And that is, he believed that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because of segregation and because of segregation we have miscommunication. So our goal for Everything Culture is for us to come together and have a conversation with one another so we can get to know one another, so we can love one another. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, IG, or anywhere you listen to a podcast. I want to say thank you all for the support and love, and God bless. Peace. And that's that. It was an amazing show. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all, please go check out Everything Culture Podcast. That's Pop Fam. And this was a, another collab bonus for She Gets It Pod. Don't forget to hit my line to drop a line. I'll play it on Wednesday's show. Peace.